You are now listening to The Open Canvas. Open Canvas, this is Taj Alexander. I'm here with a very special guest, um, someone who's an educator, someone who's looking to inspire and encourage people to not only like be smart, but to also like be fully alive mm -hmm. um, in everything that they do. Um, and you don't just tell people to do that, mm -hmm. like you're living that at all times, at least the times that I see, you know, and it, I just feel like, you know, whether that's you hosting events or even when you're, you know, playing music, it just seems like you have a joy. And I told you that too. Mm -hmm. I feel like you have a real joy about yourself. Mm -hmm. So I'm happy to have you on the podcast. So without any further ado, please introduce yourself. <laughs> Wow, um, I'm over here just smiling through this microphone. Thank you so much, Taj. Uh, my name is Hela, and I'm sitting across from a lovely human being. Uh, all of the things that he said, I don't know where he got them. I'm just, I'm just kidding. Um, no, uh, it's an honor to be here. I'm incredibly humbled. Um, and I thank you for all of the words that you just spoke. Uh, I, as you were speaking, I was like, yeah, we get hella deep. Yeah. <laughs> Anytime that we see each other, yeah. um, we find ourselves just uh, speaking beyond the surface and yeah. always going uh, into what I think is probably the most joyful topics. Mm. Um, mm. Thinking about our purpose and our walks of life and, you know, how things have meaning and intersecting that with our passion. So, right. um yeah, <laughs> look at we have For real, for real. It's just the intro. <laughs> I know, I'm like stretching my back. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, but thank you for being on the open canvas, for real. Yeah, thank you for having me. Absolutely. Appreciate you. Absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't even know where we start. I guess the main thing is like, like how did we meet? Like, when did we first really connect? Oh, my favorite story to tell. Okay. Go for it. Go for it. Um, I met you at your Open Canvas event. Uh, this was back when you were throwing events last year. Uh, AP, it was an AP cafe. Yeah, Open Canvas at AP. Yeah, Open Canvas at AP. Yep. And I remember my homie. Yeah, go. shout out to the AP family as well. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, my friend was like, "Yo, pull up to this event. It's gonna be a great space, great energy," and you know being the curious black woman that I am, I'm like, yes, great energy, yes, vibes, yes, DJ. Um, and so I, I I show up at this event and, you know, you never really know who's throwing these events. You mm. you sometimes just show up and kind of go with no expectations. And yeah. and so, um, you know, of course, off bat, the energy was was through the roof. And uh, I look up on stage and I, and I you know, I'm, very people oriented that's the sociology in me i'm kind of observing and, and watching people and i notice a guy going around and, and and shaking people's hands uh like he owns the place and i'm like what is, what is this dude doing just going up to random people and, and shaking hands and acting like he knows everybody <laughs> um, and so um <clears throat> i end up being one of the people he shook hands with and uh, yeah, you just, you come up to me and you're like, yo, Hala, like, or, thank you for showing up to this event. You know, my name's Taj, I'm, I'm throwing this, and you kind of give, you, not a pitch speech, but you, you tell me what you're about, and automatically I was like, this dude is different just by the way that he walks, um, the way that he's engaging in spaces, um, ensuring that he is putting um, a face to who's present. And I think that intentionality is what spoke out to me through you. It was wow. like, wow. Taj is really getting to know the people mm. in the space. And that's very unique and that's very different. Um, you know, you kind of want to be the person on the side throwing the events. You don't want to really put your face out there or even, you know, 
you don't have to do it, but you were doing it. You were taking the time to intentionally speak to people. So wow. yeah, that's how we <laughs> that's how we met. <laughs> yeah, thank you for, for even sharing that. I feel like now I'm even reliving that day, you know, even hearing you say that. And I, I do remember that. And I remember our conversation because I, I enjoy that. I enjoy actually connecting with people, with like mm -hmm. humans, like and actually being present and like feeling what that feels like. You know, there's nothing that compares to like feeling that human connection, mm -hmm. you know, and when you know that there's someone there that like, you know, appreciates and acknowledges you. Yeah. You know, I, I know I like how that feels, you know, yeah. when you're when you're acknowledged, like so for mm -hmm. me it's like that's probably one of the most powerful things any of us could do is just acknowledge each other. Yeah. Like so much can come from that. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. It's this uh, feeling of feeling visible mm. and feeling seen. Yeah. And I think that that is what we should all be about. Mm. Um, this idea of, you know, our life being so interconnected, especially as people of color, especially mm. as black people engaging in a space, we all have something that we're contributing into mm. this world. And so, yeah, I mean, I fully agree. I think the power of connecting and the power of eye contact and getting to genuinely see people mm. is something that I try to walk in and I also try to um, internalize. Mm. Definitely, yeah. definitely. So where are you from, for those who don't know? From the west side. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm from Los Angeles, gang yeah. gang all day. Yeah. Um, um, I'm from LA, born and raised. So I am an authentic transplant mm. uh, coming from city to city. I grew up there my entire life. I went to school out there. I uh, graduated from UCLA about five years ago mm. and um, really started my journey of uh, I want to say just living through purpose and passion. Yeah, I say LA, you know, raised me, but Brooklyn developed me. Mm. You know, mm. two yeah. very different things. Yeah. yeah. And when did you move to the city? You said? Five years ago. Five years. Yeah, ago. five years ago this oh, July. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So so five years ago. So that's like two thousand and. God. Fourteen. <laughs> I don't like math. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, I used to teach. Yeah, two thousand fourteen. Wow. Okay. Wow. Yeah. So growing up in LA. Like, what mm. was that experience like for you? Very different. Mm. Um, very, very different. My parents are immigrants and they came from Ethiopia about 35 years ago. And um, they really did everything. They sacrificed everything to ensure that I was given a proper upbringing. Mm. And when I say proper, I'm defining that as quality education, mm. a roof over my head, um, you know, providing and sacrificing their hopes and dreams to ensure that their kids don't have to go through what they went through. And so, um, born and raised in Inglewood, had a huge Ethiopian community, still have it. Yeah. Um, you know, family of family and friends of friends. For those who haven't been to Inglewood, please explain. <laughs> Inglewood, I mean, it's it's live. It's it's <laughs> it's culture. It's um, you know, I, I remember passing by and it's still there. Um, there's this corner with the Pizza Hut, Popeyes, like mm. you know, the, the church's chicken. It's kind of reminds me of this like Flatbush <laughs> arena too. I'm like picturing myself on what is it? The B46, mm. like coming all the way down the bus and and seeing like you know the KFC and the <laughs> and the staple McDonald's. Um, no, but besides from that, um, <laughs> um, Inglewood is is a beautiful culture. It's filled with beautiful people. I am privileged to have been amongst such a beautiful Black community. Mm. Um, you can always find love through the neighbors. You can always find love through. Um, you know, just your 
day-to-day experiences interacting and engaging and, and I think Brooklyn really does remind me of Inglewood in that sense mm-hmm. um, being able to walk out of your door and, and know that there's love and there's family yeah. um, it's two very different worlds obviously people interact different people talk different mm-hmm. um, but the love is still there so mm-hmm. Inglewood was a beautiful place to, to be born in and, and raised in yeah. um, however my connection was very I want to say interfered or intercepted mm. with the way in which I was going to school mm. so Five days a week, I would wake up at five in the morning, be ready in Inglewood, but then be transplanted into Beverly Hills for private school. Mm-hmm. So eight hours out of my day for seven years, right. I was living in two different worlds, sleeping in Inglewood, waking up and spending a majority of my day amongst people that did not look like me and did not engage or interact mm-hmm. the way that you know I mm-hmm. was exposed to. Um, and so... That was about, I would say, like the first 13 years of my life. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And same thing with high school. I went to Culver City High for like two years, and then Beverly Hills High School was right after. Mm-hmm. Um, so just constantly seeing who you are in the mirror, but then also seeing how you show up mm-hmm. and how people see you. You know, I can go into realms of thought about that. Yeah, uh, yeah. But yeah, that that was a little bit about how I grew up, you know, yeah, byproduct of immigrants. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. and, and even growing up, like, were you involved in anything specifically as a kid that you were like, you know, this is my identity or this is what I'm into. Like, oh my God, everything opposite of that. Really? <laughs> everything opposite of that. Tell me, tell me. I had no idea who I was. I was I was so confused. Yeah, I was yeah, like yeah, yeah. always just trying to fit in. I mean, it sounds, you know, hella just simple, but I think that's all I was thinking about was yeah. I look different. I know I look different. These spaces, I, I'm navigating through them and it does not feel like me. And so I'm going to gravitate towards what makes me comfortable. Yeah. And being able to say that out loud with confidence after being educated on who I am, um, because there was a lot of shame in that, mm-hmm. you know, trying to assimilate, straightening the hair, talking a specific way, um, being judged for how I spoke by people of color. Like mm-hmm. there was always always something you know um that was either being critiqued about me or i was critiquing about others and um i think that was a very suffocating place for me to be in so in this place of privilege right because everything was a privilege from how i grew up to how i was raised you know my parents sacrifices uh, (laughs) my mom might be listening to this afterwards so um but yeah like you know coming from a place of sacrifice mm. this first generation experience was was tricky it was mm. difficult mm. being ethiopian being black going into white spaces all of this comes from this larger sense of understanding who you are and your identity so to go back to your question there there wasn't anything that like i gravitated towards mm. I, I was if anything I, it was people yeah, that I was yeah, gravitating yeah, towards, yeah, yeah. right? Absolutely. Um, probably for the wrong reasons at that <laughs> at that time of my life. Yeah. Um, but I was really attracted to people. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Well, yeah. first of all, like, thank you for sharing that. I feel like for a lot of us, even sort of like talking about our past and or even like parts of ourselves that we are even still figuring out. Like, I feel like it's it's not easy to do, mm-hmm. you know? And I feel like the strength that you have in being able to even like critically think about your past sort of like informs how you're able to even help other people do that now. 
You know, I Absolutely. feel like you're, you're very, very good at that. And I feel like, you know, it's, it's also dope to hear the people who are encouraging people to be self-reflective also be self-reflective. Yeah. You know, so I, like, I think you're one of those people. No, I appreciate you. Yeah. Thank you for saying that. Mm -hmm. um, Self-monitoring and self-reflecting, I feel mm -hmm. like are the greatest gifts that we could possibly have. And, mm -hmm. and um, to be able to inform what you do currently, if you're not thinking back to how you were raised, if you're not thinking about how certain experiences have maybe pigeonholed you to make choices in your future. Um, again, it's privilege because I'm educated, right? Mm. Um, because I, you know, I, I was able to think through psychologically and sociologically, soci sociologically. Uh, I can't say that <laughs> word either. So. <laughs> <laughs> no sweat. Right? As I'm saying, I'm educated. Um, that moment's going to happen a lot. Um, but, um, but yeah, I think that um, it's it's a privilege. And, and I'll always revert it back to um, being educated. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. So, like, yeah. would you say leaving high school, mm. like, going into college, like, what was your next step? Were you still, like, trying to figure out what it is that, you know, made you special? Or were you just like, <laughs> I'm just going to go for whatever? That is a great question. Um, after high school, so I was not a great student. <laughs> I mean, you put me in Beverly Hills High School, I was like, yo! <laughs> like, what? There is access here on a different level. I mean, it was... And so, you know, I'm over here hypnotized by, by this whole space of, of you know... Calabasas house parties and Affluence, yeah. just like just on another level yeah, and and yeah. and um you know and so school really wasn't my focus mm. I, I kind of knew I was going to be going to community college yeah. um, by the by the time I hit junior year mm -hmm. um I just I knew I wasn't able to focus um in that setting I knew I wasn't able to apply myself it was it was kind of self-convinced yeah, um, yeah. I made up my own mind about that mm. and um, and I don't regret it at all community college was great it was yeah. awesome I graduated with no debt it's <laughs> a blessing you know yeah. um, well, I never heard that before <laughs> like you just said that like that's so foreign to me. <laughs> hell yeah um, no it was great um, but I, I think I knew I had a huge attraction to music yeah so coming out of high school I obviously reapplied myself and, you know, I, I did, I OD'd worked mm -hmm. uh, throughout those two years. And in the transition of me going from community college to UCLA, I decided to take a year off. Mm -hmm. I was like, you know what, I worked my ass off <laughs> and, yeah. I, and I deserve a break. That's and I don't know what I want to do, but I just want to free float and just see what happens. And so I really gravitated towards concerts. Mm hella hard okay um and it was through photography at first and when i say photography i say it very loosely i, mean, <laughs> I got a dslr and my right. dad was like here you need to do something productive with your time and i was like cool i was like i'll get it and then got it for my birthday and so nice, just nice. started taking photos started walking down the street again we have cars out there so walking down the street and taking photos is not a thing right so you know it's you just very like, out of place so. a lot of place and so um I, I found my way towards concerts, and this is, you know, I was 20 years old, mm. I think, at the time. Yeah. And, I mean, you you going into concerts under 21 and experiencing music just is, 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 it, is an ex different. It's different. It's different. It is. Um, so I, I started doing photography at concerts, and 
long story short, I started connecting with different concert venues. Mm. So everything from El Rey Theater in LA to Viper Room to um, House of Blues. I just started doing photography, yeah. taking photography for artists like Theophilus London. Uh, this was back when TDE was just first starting. So, mm. you know, Kendrick Lamar and Absol when Very they used early. to like hella early. Very and rare. I didn't know what I was getting myself Absolute, into. Yeah. yeah, Miguel, like it was, I was like, wait a minute. I'm, and people would look at me in these spaces too. Like we'd be backstage and they'd be like, wait, what's she about? Like, what is she doing over mm. here? And I'm, I kind of look at myself and I'm like, I have no idea what I'm doing here, <laughs> but I'm doing it. Yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah. and so there was this kind of like pivotal moment where it was at a, um, Rock the Bells. I'll never forget Rock the Bells, where we were um, we were talking to. For those who don't know, where is Rock the Bells? Rock the Bells like, is paint in the like picture for us. Like yeah, yeah Rock the Bells is. It, it, I want to call it the uh, Soul Train of music festivals. Mm. Um, mm. It is very. Uh, it is very hip hop bred, and I'm talking '90s, '80s hip hop. Yeah. Um, Mob Deep, right? Very like it, yeah, yeah, very specific. So. You wouldn't see, you know, teeny boppers at this festival. Right. You would see OGs, people who understood hip hop. Hip hop lovers, like yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I mean, I'm in, I'm in New York, so I, I, <laughs> you could say, yeah, this. I could say that, right? Um, yeah. And there was this moment when I was there that I really s experienced the music speak to me, mm. um, and that came through looking out into the crowd from the stage. I, I saw a group of people, like I saw what I was taking a picture of, right? Like I saw a group of people who are all strangers, right? Looking into the stage. I wanna say there was this, there was this, there was this soul connection. Like it was so vivid. I, I can't put a name to what I saw, but when you stare out in front of a sea of people all looking towards one specific place and one specific person, you, you get curious as to what what this connection is and understanding how music is is nonverbal and and, and 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 seeing it manifest on a stage um, it it plugged me with something something mm. just like something jolted and so my appreciation for music felt differently it flew differently um, I, I started connecting with different artists and they were like, yo, let me teach you how to DJ. And I was like, wait, what? This doesn't, <laughs> this doesn't sound like the path of academic success. What's going on here? Right. And you tell your immigrant parents that, you know, you're not going back to school to, to, to pursue <laughs> music and get your ass booted from right. the house. So um, I kind of left that alone and, and I pursued my degree and... Um, you know, eventually found myself out here. So wow. I don't know if that, an what, what was your question? <laughs> I feel like you answered that exactly how you were supposed to, okay. like how you were supposed to, not, not any question, okay. you know, but like, I feel like I'm, I'm learning so much from listening to you. Mm. Like, I feel like you were noticing like the power of music, mm. you know, even then, like in sort of that moment, mm. you were recognizing like how powerful a force it really is. Mm. When like so much in society is sort of dividing you know, people's way of thinking, yeah. the way they treat people. Yeah. Like we're very much, you know, like we were saying before, it's like being in conflict with ourselves or being in conflict with the world around us. Yeah. And I feel like music is one of the, the unifiers that we have, one of the great unifiers that we have, yeah. you know, of people, of, of thoughts, of, of cultures, yeah. of emotion, you know? So it's, it's a very powerful force, you know? And I feel like, you know, you've, I'm getting ahead of myself, but you found the way to sort of like incorporate music into education um, through what you're doing now. 
you yeah. know i'm getting ahead of myself but i decided to say that no, i appreciate you <laughs> but yeah, yeah yeah so so how would you even like have you even considered how you even took that experience from rock the bells and like have sort of taken it with you into what you're doing now mm. i'll tie it back to the people yeah yeah, yeah. because the people is how i saw the power mm. you get on a stage and without the people it's 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 kind of voided mm. right um, or it's empty space, mm. depending on what type of artist that you are. Mm. Uh, so that experience of, I knew I wasn't being sought at, like I wasn't gravitating those eyes, but I knew there was something that spoke to me to essentially see myself in front of a crowd of people one day. Mm. I kind of have an idea now, mm -hmm. um, but again, one-year-old self right. you're just like i'm not i don't sing i don't right. i don't dance i'm not professionally good at anything <laughs> i'm kind of like a simpleton at this stage right like i just kind of, I, I, I you know i take great photos i know i do that's how i got here uh, you gotta <laughs> give yourself this pep talk and then um you know you kind of just leave it uh you leave it at that you just know that this moment resonated with you and you know that it's gonna connect with your future. And I mm. think that was the first time I was exposed to this word purpose, mm. that I couldn't wake up without thinking about what that moment did for me. Yeah. Um, and I think subconsciously speaking, it definitely did manifest in my individual connections with people. Mm. Um, I'd go and do professional development for educators, or I'd be, you know, um, engaging in one-on-one -on -one conversations, and people were like, "Yo, your voice, like something about it, like something, you know, about your presence, something about you, you know." And so, in my mind, I don't even know what that is. Mm. And so, when people are speaking it. Um, there's some there's affirmation there and it's not like i'm looking to get affirmed like right. these things just get spoken to you mm -hmm. you know and so you're like all right like i'll rock with it like you know and just you kind of take these into your spiritual nuggets and, and you keep it pushing and um you know it was through individualized experiences that i knew that this was going to happen in some way or capacity mm. in the future um and i still am able to say that today yeah yeah yeah, I really want to congratulate you for the work that you've done through different types of experiences that you're creating in New York now. Mm. I feel like um, it's beyond even just calling an event. You mm. know, I feel like it's really an experience that you're creating. Um, so, you. so yeah, it's really, and it's not easy to do, you know, and we've talked about that. We had a conversation about how difficult it is to sort of live your life and plan something that's very meaningful to you at the mm -hmm. same time. Because mm -hmm. life doesn't stop, you know, but you're still having to sort of, you know, get this vision out and this thing you're passionate about yeah. out and people to connect with. Yeah. Um, so yeah, just thank you for doing what you're doing, you know, but I'll let you talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you. Uh, there are a lot of deep nods going on right now. Um, <laughs> deep nods and closed eyes. Um, no, I mean, it, it's funny, you thank me and then I go back and I thank the people that I've worked with and the mm. people that have, you know, they say you're in service in education. Um, I don't think I ever made that clear. I am an educator in Brooklyn, yeah. <laughs> in New York City. Yeah, um, that's a good point. <laughs> and so, um, you know, coming here, teaching kids, teaching adults, um, working as an administrator this mm -hmm. past year in um, what they call a quote-unquote failing school in New York City. Um, it, they call this word service. Mm. And, 
you know, they say you service school communities, you serve in low-income neighborhoods, you serve, like, this world of education is service. And that narrative to me needs to change because it has serviced me more than I can even fathom. Mm. Um, this industry and this, like, world of service actually serves you mm. um and so when i think about this connection to my past and and how i'm currently walking i look to public schools as i walk and like there's an internal gratitude there mm. um you know every person taught me something about myself um, and it sounds selfish but that goes back to self-monitoring right like you taught me how to listen more to speak. You you reminded me that I need to ask more questions. You reminded me that I just need to stay silent right now. You know, and 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 so thinking about I think I worked with over I say I worked alongside about 500 different educators in this past 5 years. Um, and I swear that's not just a number I throw out. Like that is genuinely what's happened. Like, yeah. I have been privileged to enter communities from the Bronx to, you know, Canarsie, like, you yeah. know, and so, um, like, it was, oh, I'm just like thinking back to like my days, like, uh, as a remote worker, I would just be going from school to school in different communities and, and just studying the neighborhood makeup, watching the different people transition on the, but like, I talk about taking the B103 46 stops, like yeah, I took specific. the B, <laughs> B103 46 stops, so you just, wow. you know, wow. um, coming from a culture in LA where like a majority of your time is spent in a car, you're, you're now a part of something larger you you see this connection um you see it with the kids you see it with the families and um everything just started to make sense for me and and so i walked a little lighter these past couple of years um and so um as a byproduct of that i think my lived experiences as an educator was also incredibly draining um it was incredibly exhausting it was mentally and emotionally stunting um i'd come out of a school and and see some things th things that you can't really unsee things you can't unlearn things you can't unhear and you know someone who for myself i'll just speak for me who's dedicated and sold out to education kind of staring at the ceiling in hopelessness you know you you have to wake up and choose to do it again hmm. and yeah those who have those of us who are in it we're definitely called into it you know i didn't wake up one day and say i needed to be a teacher i want to be a teacher i want to be an educator i want to be an advocate no like this is my lived experiences bringing me here telling me to stay put because there is something here for me um there is something larger uh that i feel like i'm living for and that's and that's with privilege that i'm able to say that out loud we go our whole lives not understanding our passions and not understanding you know what it is that brings purpose and and so i thank education i thank it for serving me mm. um i thank it for providing me uh clarity as to what i'm supposed to be doing on this earth um whew, uh. yeah no that's that's, that's not so real and, and like for me just listening to you speak it's for me also realizing like that's the the point like it's it's not necessarily even to acquire like material things or to like have this like externally successful life it's really to to live 
fully mm-hmm. and to like live in a way where whatever you're doing, whatever you're a part of, whether that's work or just even living, how you're caring for the people around you, mm. like living in, in, in peace and living in balance with that. You know, that's that's happiness to me. At least that's, that's what I would enjoy, at least. Yeah. You know, I feel like, you know, it's beyond like, you know, accomplishments. It's beyond you know, something that we can say that like, you know, we can check off the list of things that we've done even. It's it's more about like, this is like our life source, <laughs> you know, we're, we're connecting into our life source, which is people and sort of appreciating each other. So like, yeah, I'm realizing that as you're saying it, it's, it's something that we, we don't do for the acquisition of things or accomplishments or titles. It's because of we, we wouldn't be ourselves if we didn't do it. Yeah, <laughs> you know? and, and, yeah. and you, you know, as you're speaking, it, again, like I'm hearing, it's it's so easy for us to say this, mm. but how our society is constructed today is so opposite of the way that we're thinking. Yes, yeah. you know, and yeah. I say we because I, I could just, you know, I'm looking at him across the table, you know. like we, we got we got this we got this sense of thought happening, and so yeah. um, to be able to joyfully wake up knowing what you're doing is providing not only yourself but others with purpose and access and, and appreciation and acknowledgement just like how we even sat here mm. this idea of being visible and being acknowledged you have to live for something other than yourself like that's where that source i feel comes mm. from mm. listen i'm a leo and i have ego <laughs> i really do all, all of us have a degree of ego <laughs> But I guarantee you it will never, and if it interferes, it should never interfere. But if it does, there's accountability in place to check me. Mm. And so when I think about living for something larger than myself, mm-hmm. I think about this E word that that has to constantly be checked in order for me to produce. Yeah. And so anytime that I feel like I'm self-serving or I'm doing something in in vain or or no like it it just it just can't happen Mm. it can't happen i'm too conscious and i'm too aware of how my actions are either being perceived or are being manifested around Mm. me and so um you know i think that it's it's again that's why i just say it's a gift to be able to be called into something that i know and it could look very different for everybody right that's the beauty of it yeah it looks very different for everyone i think that's that's almost the point, you know? It's like, we're, we're literally all figuring out life at the same time, you know, literally all of us, no matter what stage of life we're in, we're still trying to figure it out. So like the point isn't for us all to be one thing, you know, it's literally to appreciate the diversity of humanity and like to understand that our passions and our goals and our, our the, the, the way we see ourselves being fully actualized are all different, mm-hmm. you know? and. We should encourage each other in those those you know differences or uniquenesses. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, a word. It you know? is. Let's just. I like it. I like uniquenesses versus differences. You <laughs> yeah. Know? But yeah, I think that makes more sense to me. Yeah. 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 Definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, community is a word that jumped out to me when mm-hmm. you said that. Mm-hmm. You know, um, we say it like candy these days. That's community building. Community. Mm-hmm. It's community. It's community. We're building community. And we all define community so different. And so mm-hmm. as we're as I'm appreciating or as I'm out here 
building a community, you know, with with educators and um, building these spaces, I, I have to be real and ask myself, how am I defining community for me? And how is community being defined around me? Um, because some communities are exclusive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> some of them are, mm-hmm. and I've experienced them. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not verbally told to you right. it is subtle and it is in the space it's in the breath when you walk into spaces mm-hmm. and so um yeah I, I i've been grappling with that a lot um how am i defining community and um how is it manifesting within my purpose yeah you probably also notice it in traveling as well like there's different types of communities in different like cultures and countries and I think that's also very eye-opening, especially for New Yorkers, because sometimes New Yorkers think like, you know, the only way that we do life is the only way you should live life. Mm. Um, But I feel like traveling just sort of opens you up to sort of like other ways of thought, other ways of living, other ways of human connection, other ways of expressing, you know, life with people. Mm. Um, And you can add that to like your, your perspective or your understanding when you, you know, are engaging with your friends and like being around people and being being a, a joy to be around, you know? It's like, then you can actually like say, you know what, I, I, I understand that my way is not the only way, but also that there's other amazing ways that I can sort of express and experience community with others, you know? Mm. So yeah. Local to global always. That's a fact. Always. A fact. <laughs> yeah. You have yeah, to yeah, think, yeah. you have to think about how globally speaking we're influenced mm. by that word too yeah. and yeah. so yeah that's that's very real exactly. so so i want to hear about fest honestly <laughs> like i feel like you you sort of um and it, it just seems so organic and, and sort of like so much in your flow already that it just makes so much sense mm-hmm. you know um and like i was saying before it's more than just an event i feel like they're experiences mm-hmm. you know um, so can you explain how Fest came about and what is it for people who don't know? Oof, just gonna take a deep <laughs> breath. Um, it's just, when you talk about vulnerability and when you experience vulnerability, mm. like that word Fest is, mm. is it for me. So um, Fest, for those of you who don't know, uh, is fostering educator souls together. And it is a social enterprise, I would say social justice movement that is geared towards ensuring that educators are feeling valued, mm. are feeling loved, and are feeling appreciated. It is that simple. It, there is no, you know, data or intricacies or, I mean, there are a lot of influences that contributed to this forming. However, those three words are very simple for mm. me. And that is what these spaces are going to create. Um, I hope they have already created. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's best. Um, it got started. I would say that idea is planted two years ago. Mm. Um, as an educator, and back then I didn't know it, but as a creator, mm. I was constantly figuring or trying to figure out, okay, I'm in this profession. There are so many issues so many things that are constantly put on your on your radar be it from students to administration I mean you name it I, I don't need to get into the weeds of it um, and talk about music I was I was scrolling through Instagram shamelessly one morning and um, I peeped chance the rappers Instagram page and he had thrown an event like the Grammys but dedicated 
to education. I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I remember that. And it was based in Chicago. Mm. And those of you who don't know, Chance, anyone that knows me knows that I am a huge fan um, musically and, and just uh, what he's doing for CPS, Chicago Public Schools. Um, and so when I saw that he made education cool, like through highlighting principals and teachers and, and kids and made a whole award ceremony based off of the idea of the Grammys and recreated that, it, it jumped out, it stuck. Um, I was like, that that's what I wanna do. Like, that's exactly the, the aura. I, wa I wanna create joy. Like, I, I, he made people happy, he made people in education happy. Um, and to do that for education and to do that for educators, it's a very foreign concept. Mm. Um, yeah. And so and so, it forced me to stop looking at everything that was going wrong. Mm. And it forced me to look within. Wow. And, you know, instead of seeing problems and issues, I, I started asking myself these questions. Um, what is it that you think you need? Like, what is it that you're trying to gain from trying to get this idea out of you? Um, and so through that internal kind of dialogue and reflection came out a very disempowered, um, unhappy educator. Mm. And, you know, you're not really allowed to say that you're like, the kids give me the motivation. Of course they do. They're, they're <laughs> always going to be my forever motivation. Mm. Um, but I started thinking about how my personal life I was living being an educator and and being an educator in education um so these two worlds of i'm getting spoken to x y and z type of way i'm i'm constantly being critiqued i'm always being told what i'm doing wrong you know nonprofit world sucks i was Issa Rae, if you guys didn't know that already like <laughs> that was my life for a period of time and and being in a nonprofit with with such um interesting people um and and then all of a sudden i'm going into my personal spaces mm. and lack of visibility lack mm. of acknowledgement this is so nice that you're in education Hila. it's so cute and you get this like little subtle pat on the back and, and they're like oh my god and then just raise their eyes and they're like oh too deep walking away now um so so it was like this marriage of of a lack mm. um and so that's 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 really how it was birthed because then I started talking to other educators about it. This feeling of being disempowered, your social capital, relational capital, you know, the motivation to continue staying in education. These questions are very, very real for those of us who are waking up and dedicating 16 hours of our day. Mm. You know, sometimes doing grad school on top of that, which I did as well. You know, it's you're cranking out 60 to 80 hours a week. Mm socio-emotional speaking like hmm. that's another level i can't close my laptop and just be done with work hmm. and so um gravitating towards that hearing different educators perspectives um came fostering educator souls together um so yeah that's that's uh that's my baby it's, <laughs> it's amazing baby. it's amazing and, and <laughs> thank you for for taking the time to unpack that because i feel like we're we're experiencing the the like the finished product of the the experiences now but i feel like that sort of journey of you sort of even getting to this point um i'm pretty sure you've shared it before but just for people to hear it and to like it really resonate um it's dope i feel like you know from that rock the bells you know concert to now i feel like 
you, it just seems like you, you're taking the time to at least just be aware and notice when, you know, there's something there for you. Yeah. You know, that's all we're really doing is just like realizing those moments where you're like, okay, there's something special happening here. Mm. How can I tap into this energy? Mm. You know, and I think that's just following the energy, mm. you know, just following those moments of clarity. Yeah. You know, sometimes just living life. You know, especially now that we live in New York City, like having clarity is one of the hardest things to hold on to because like life and people and energy is constantly trying to get you off of your, your equilibrium. Mm -hmm. So those moments that we do have clarity, like we should really like focus in and observe what's happening. How are we feeling? Yeah. What is this saying to me right now? Yeah. And then just like, you know, act on it. Yeah. And that's what, the, and by you doing that, we have, we now have fest, you know? So, yeah. Yeah. And um, just speaking towards clarity, this idea manifested when people started coming together towards it, yeah. you know? And so I work alongside such unique and talented individuals mm. uh, that supported me in creating these experiences. Um, we're fairly new. We're very, we're very much in the start phase yeah. of throwing these events for educators, and we're not, we're not just a turn up. We're not just a happy hour. We're not just like a let's just you know not think about the why. Um, mm. There's a lot of intentionality behind how we're designing our events. Mm. And everything from the colors that we're choosing to um, the location to what types of conversations we want to have. Um, you know, I work with an incredible UX designer. Shout out to Jamila. Um, she is so intentional about understanding what is happening with our educators and how are we taking what they're saying and designing an event out of it. Yeah. And so um, I have my pie in the sky vision of what I can see this becoming. Um, and and I've, I've we've kind of subtly just been beating around the bush around it, um, but definitely alluded to this um, experience of, of being in, in a festival capacity and, and, and traveling to festivals myself and understanding how power comes together when you have like-minded individuals who are passionate and coming together for the same purpose. And so like, I'm thinking about people on the stage, but I'm also thinking about who is occupying that space in a festival, right. who's occupying that space in a party. Um, and so, you know, our events are open to everyone, but you know, the power comes from when educators are coming together. You know, they are each other's community. They are each other's support system. And, and I didn't see that when I was in it, but I take a step back and I'm like, who is my biggest motivator? Who is my biggest cheerleader telling me to stay and, and giving me the right advice and saying the right things? I have mentors, but it was really the community of educators that supported me in those darkest of times and, and in the happiest of times. And so, um, you know, I attribute Fest to bringing us together, not only, you know, engaging and, and <laughs> over great, you know, food and drink or whatever, but but really getting acquainted and, and seeing what happens when all of us in a room stand together, because that is powerful. Without education, this world is nothing. This world is nothing. There are no leaders, there are no game changers, there are no innovators. And we have to start understanding that. A million teachers quit in 2018, a million, and it's getting worse. And this is my advocacy side of me speaking. And so it's, it's a necessary call to action of what happens when a community 
of educators come together and start making some noise. Yeah. You know, and you know, I attribute the power of music to really be a huge influencer with this um, call to action. And so, um, you know, yeah, that's no. uh, that's <laughs> God. Wow, wow. I have nothing else to say. Like you really, like I'm just really. I'm just happy. Like, I feel like what you're sharing is necessary. And, but like, to hear you talk about it as you're experiencing it, like, it's very special, you know? Cause it's like, it's not like you're talking about like this happened like X number of years ago. It's like, you're literally creating this as we speak and you're making these experiences happen as we speak. So, so yeah, this is a very special time. So in anything, I just hope you're, you're enjoying it. Cause it looks like you are, you're enjoying, you know, what you're creating. So just, just want you to know it's, it's, it's felt and you know i think when we create something it's like sometimes we look for the outside world to acknowledge us or the outside platforms or entities to sort of give us validity but what you're doing through fest and what i see a lot of us are doing now it's like we're we're turning like you said inward and saying wait we've been looking for appreciation and acknowledgement from the wrong people or the wrong sources of like it's really when we turn inward and look at each other and say i value and appreciate you and i acknowledge the hard work that you're doing you know and it only sounds right because as educators i feel like you you know would understand someone else who also is you know waking up super early in the morning and going into class and then spending a whole day and then you know having night to grade things like things like that we don't really understand unless you know we're told but for someone who can really look at someone and say i understand what you probably went through this entire week mm -hmm. <laughs> you know mm -hmm. like there's a different power in that when you know the same people are acknowledging each other mm -hmm. yeah know? no that's so, um so you're doing that no i appreciate you saying yeah. that yeah. um it is with grace that i am truly just humbled to say that this is the journey for myself and and not just for myself for other people in this process um i think that this project is giving life to people um i think that the connections that are being built the the green lights that are already going off <laughs> like it was it's just been very very consecutive and mm. so um no it's it's incredibly humbling and i'm excited to see where this goes i'm, I'm excited to see um how this unfolds and how this unpacks uh, a year from now um because i'm not stopping <laughs> like i'm i'm barely when i tell you i'm barely getting started yeah. i'm barely getting started um no it's, it's gonna be live um you know our next event is um at the last saturday of this month at my my local neighborhood gem cat bear zuli um also part owned by an educator mark luxama shout out to him um you know and so again you know we want to bounce people back into the school year the right way and uh it's it's gonna have a dope dj and drum set by a fellow teacher as well um shout out to cornelio got a lot of shout outs on this um but yeah no this is this is this is it this is it for me um yeah, this is it. Powerful, powerful. Yeah. yeah, so for those who are looking to find out more about you and Fest, how can they find that? 
uh, you can check out our website at www.festseriesnyc.com um, or you can check out our Instagram, festseriesnyc. Um, yeah, we're, we're, or just text me. <laughs> I will, I will talk your ear off. Um, uh, yeah, you could find all the information that you need. Um, and yeah, y'all can just look forward to events that are going to be thrown by some really dope people. Well, thank you again. Really, really every, every like moment of this conversation, I appreciate. So appreciate you. Without, you know, without having these types of conversations, it's like, you know, I don't know what my life would be. So uh, I, I really am thankful for this type of oh, connection. Oh, snap. Thank you. Know? you. And <laughs> so. I appreciate you for the platform. Mm. What you're doing is incredible. Thank you. And, and um, I feel blessed. Thank so you. Thank you. Thank you. So <laughs> I'm Taj Alexander. I'm Hewa. You've been listening to The Open Canvas. Thank you. To find out more about The Open Canvas, hit up our website, theopencanvas.com. Also stay tuned to our Instagram, at The Open Canvas. And for any questions or inquiries, hit up my email, taj, T-A-J, dot opencanvas at gmail.com. This has been The Open Canvas, produced by Taj Alexander. Taj Alexander.